what we need to remember is that people can have a different opinion to us or a different way of living their life and that we can be okay with that without needing to feel the need to let it affect us and our lifestyle and how we feel. What's up guys, I hope you're well. Welcome back to the book club series, the series where I take a look at books that I've recently been reading and that have been benefiting me. I give you some key takeaways and I tell you who I think would benefit from reading it. So this week's book, it's a continuation from last week where we looked at Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. This week's book is Kiss That Frog by Brian Tracy and Christina Tracy Stein. Uh, This book, although a continuation in terms of the name and the theme and, of course, the author, it actually covers quite different topics to Eat That Frog. Eat That Frog is very much a book on productivity. So it's how to get more of the things that you want and need to get done, done in a day. It talks about things like plans and setting goals and to stop procrastinating, etc. This book is a bit more of an emotional read in the sense that what it's really asking you to look at is the negativity in your life and not just the negative things that have happened to you. You know, you might have been through some bad experiences in life, uh, but you you might be going through some, but it's, it's the way that you look at the world and the way that you judge things and how you handle your own negativity. And the title, Kiss That Frog, Well, it comes from the whole fairy tale story of the idea of the princess kissing the frog and the frog turns into the prince. It's the idea of taking a negative situation and trying to change the way you look at it so that you can see and learn the positives out of it. Uh, We spoke about the three types of people that come into your life, the mirror, the crystal ball and the angel. And I talked about this exact idea of looking at the relationships you have with people and trying to shift your perception and see the lessons that can be gained from the people around you. And this is kind of what this book focuses on. And again, I find I talk about this every week and I don't know if it's a personal issue of mine, but I seem to have a real issue with the concept of toxic positivity. It would be very easy for you to read this book and see it as a, an advocate for that kind of behavior. But in reality, I do think that the majority of people, and when I say the majority, I mean 99.9 of us, our unhappiness is inwardly rooted. The problems that we have and the things that we see with the world, the the negativity isn't actually coming from the external. It's the way we choose to interpret it and the way we choose to react and respond to it that makes it negative for us. And this book gives some really powerful tools and advice on managing and effectively eradicating the majority of negativity from your life. Now, I normally give two or three things that I took away from a book. I'm technically going to give one. There's the one chapter for me that was like, bang, mind-blowing, but it kind of gives you five. You'll see what I mean. The chapter I'm going to talk about is what's called the roots of negative emotions. And it basically talks about the five reasons that you turn negative or that you feel 
negative in any given situation. The first one is justification. So the idea that you need to justify the way you feel about a certain thing and you get so tied to that want and need to justify your opinion on something that it turns you negative. We're seeing a lot of this at the moment with everything that's going on in the world and for example whether or not you should wear a mask. And people have each have got their opinion and I'm not going to go there, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole, but people get angry and you see the negativity come out from both sides of this argument because they want to justify their personal position on something. So you might have a situation where you feel a certain way and someone else feels different and you feel the need to justify your position to that person and in doing so you can end up getting into a very negative frame of mind. Yeah, it makes sense. The second type, I'm just going through in the order that they have it here, is identification. And this is very much attached with the first one. Again, you identify with a certain feeling or a certain emotion or a certain, let's say, decision. And you end up identifying with the feelings that are attached to it. So take, for example, and again, I'm just going to try and pull something out of the air. None of this is giving an opinion on anything. Let's say you identify as someone who is vegan and you end up attaching negative emotions to it in the sense of instead of being happy in yourself that you found a way of eating that both makes you feel at peace with yourself, but you feel helps the world. And maybe you want to share that in a positive way with people, but instead you either attack people who have a different view to you or have different opinions, or you come at things from a negative perspective. You see someone eating meat and instead of the way you feel about it is negative. You get angry, you get upset. And what's happened there is you've allowed someone else's behavior and actions to affect your internal mood your temperament and the way that you are because of an identification of who you are and what you are and what you do and what they are doing being different to it. The third one is hypersensitivity and we're seeing more and more of this with people being very easily offended and very easily upset and it might be a fleeting comment that someone makes but we find ourselves latching on, reacting and responding to it in a way that we we really don't need to and don't and shouldn't. What we're lacking here is perspective. We are we've become so hypersensitive because we've lost our ability to accept critique and to accept varying opinions. What we need to remember is that people can have a different opinion to us or a different way of living their life and that we can be okay with that without needing to feel the need to let it affect us and our lifestyle and how we feel. And people can say things to you that you might not necessarily like. And I'm not talking here about an, an out, you know, straight out insult. I'm saying that they might just say something to you that you don't like the way they worded it or you feel like they could have been a bit more careful with the way they put it. And you can allow that little thing to affect the way you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. And if this is someone you interact with 
on a daily basis. It's someone at work and they always say this thing and every time they say it, it upsets you. Just think about how that's going to affect your day-to-day happiness. Who would want to spend that much of their time miserable based upon the opinions of another person on something that they've said or, or done in their day? So we need to be a bit more aware of our hypersensitivity and the effects of what other people say and do on our inner state of being. We need to be a bit more protective of our own happiness. The fourth one is judgmentalism. Uh, And this is one that I know that I've been guilty of in the past. I'll put my hands up to this one. Where again, we're looking, you notice how all of these are to do with the external, but they come from you. Is you look at someone who chooses to live their life differently. We could go back to the vegan example if you'd like. And you pass judgment upon them. But that judgment you pass upon them, it might be with the intention of either lifting yourself up, putting yourself on a, on a pedestal of sorts to feel better about the decisions you've made. But you're doing it by pushing out, pushing down someone else. And just thinking of your own personal karma and your own inner peace, just think about that for a moment. In order to feel better about the decisions you've made in life, you've chosen to pass judgment on someone else who has chose to make different decisions. You are putting that person down, whether you verbalize it or not, but in your mind, you're putting them below you so that you can then feel like you are superior and above them. And again, this has nothing to do with right or wrong. It's about you finding what what makes you happy, doing it for yourself, and allowing other people, this is effectively the idea of live and let live. Now, this doesn't go as far as, you know, you allow people to, you know, become the next Hitler and cause mass genocide. I understand. We are talking here about our day-to-day interactions with people, the the guy at work, the, the woman on the bus, and all the rest of it, and not allowing them to get into our circle of happiness, to get inside to us and affect us in a way that's going to be detrimental to our well-being uh, and our happiness. And then the final one, which never gets listed, I have to always go back to the start, is rationalization. Rationalization is kind of a summary of these ones where you always feel the need to to give the reason that you feel the way you do. To always feel the need that everyone needs to understand and be told and be made very clear why you are feeling negative, feeling angry. And by rationalizing it, you justify it. By doing that, you identify it. And by proxy of that, you are always then passing judgment onto others who don't feel or operate in the same way as you. When you become aware of all these ideas and all these words that I've just said, and you can start catching yourself doing it, you'll actually find that you pattern interrupt your ability to be unhappy. And that's really what this is all about. When you think about what you want your life to be like on a day-to-day basis, forget what you're doing, whether you're sitting on a beach or sitting at work. I think we can all agree what we want for ourselves on a day-to-day basis is to be happy, is to be positive, is to be in a good mood. No one wants to spend their life being negative. And if that's what we want for ourselves, we need to understand that Whilst we should and we can adjust our environment around us, get a better job or 
change the people that you hang around with in terms of your friends or look after your health so that you don't get sick. There are a lot of things in life that are just beyond our control. They are external factors that we've got very little ability to affect. And if we allow them to affect us, then we're putting ourselves in a state of misery and we're accepting that misery that it's going to be there. And we find all these ways of justifying, rationalizing, identifying reasons why that's okay and that we should then be negative. But why would you want to do that for yourself when it's possible to be happy most of the time? This doesn't mean that when someone dies that's close to you, that you don't have the reason to be unhappy. Of course you do. And you should go through the mourning process and all the rest of it, and you should come out the other side. But what it stops you doing is falling down a rabbit hole and a never-ending pit, which leads into far deeper areas of negativity, such as depression. Now, again, I am not a psychologist and I am only offering my opinion based on my personal experience. If you deal with anything that you believe might be depression, you should seek clinical and professional help because mental illness is a disease. It's an illness and there are treatments available for it. So don't downplay it. But for the day-to-day of us that have days where we feel a bit blue or we've gone through periods of feeling negative, this book is for you. So that's my recommendation. If you're someone who knows that you've been dealing with areas of your life or times of negativity and you don't like it, but you're not quite sure how to break out of the cycle, there's some really interesting ideas and concepts in this book of how to break free of negativity and to live a more happy and fulfilled life, which at the end of the day is what we all want, regardless of how much money we have or how many friends we have or what we do for work. So guys, please take a read. It's a great book. Kiss that frog. And as always, take care of yourself. 